0: All right, Rob. Uh, can you hear us in the booth? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound great. You, Thanks, you, yeah. You're, you're tracking us. Okay. It's real simple. Um, we're gonna cue the, uh, the 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 segment, which is big excitement here. Um, you're a member of the crowd. They've just announced Breakup Gaming Society's fiftieth episode, at which you go, all right, and just give it all you got. Okay. You ready? Breakup Gaming Society fiftieth cheer in three, two, one. Oh, oh. i i'm not i'm not sure what that was buddy um sorry could we just do that one more in three, two, one oh. nope wait a minute i don't know can you please get him out of the booth
1: well I've been through hard times too. The situation the man, I bring the hard rhymes through. That's why I'm all time too. Cal past stickable last man to bring it through. Fast rap to critical stack analytical, slap, slap. I'm hitting you smack slap. I'm sticking you smack,
0: lip. the stack, tip,
1: all the lyrical technique
0: Harder than you think to enlist good mercenary vocal talent these days, isn't it? This is the great unclean one. And yes, this is the 50th episode of Breakup Gaming Society. I'm not going to belabor it only to say that. The person whose voice you are hearing on this microphone, I am a barely functional piece of shit. And somehow I did 50 of these. You can too. Whatever you've been waiting to make, just make it. Give it permission to suck for a while. Just get it done. Anyway, for tonight's show, here's what we can look forward to. One, I'm going to break out a bottle of... Of Suerte and Yeho Tequila We're going to talk about that for Drink of the Week Game of the Week I'm trying a new little buddy It's a a solo RPG dungeon crawler Called Tin Helm And then uh, last track of the week Which is going to be conducted side by side With one of my Twitter bros At AvoidTheHanoid Turns out that we both had a really favorite song in common But first... Um, I'm going to drop a little love here for a podcast called Decayin' with the Boys. Uh, it's, here's here's the thing. They they record in something called the Jojatorium. And here's my litmus test when I'm done. Since I am a tippler myself, at the end of a podcast where they also break out drinks or beers or something, I think, would I drink with these people? I would. There's the good and the bad side of brodom. These are not crypto bros or tech bros or finance bros. they're just bros. And you can tell they get a huge kick out of each other. and they're talking about beers and wrestling and comics and going on some pretty sharp riffs. And by the way, I apologize because I'm mixing up my cast names. Also whoever is plays the you know the anchor the anchor position on that mic, he's a natural. Anyway, here comes an ad for Decan with the boys. Welcome back to the Jojitorium. It's decaying with the boys.
1: That's right. It's Matt. It's Adam. Two comedic co-hosts that talk about what they love. Beers, combat sports, pop culture, horror movies,
0: and whatever else we want.
1: So subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to catch new episodes dropping every Sunday morning.
0: Drink of the week. Drink of the week today. Suerte. Tequila. Añejo. 100% 100% agave says to me on the side of the bottle small batch single distillery slow roasted double distilled and I'm going to have to look this up Tahona crushed which is to me if you had to say if you got Tahona crushed I would say you talked smack to a large Pacific Islander at closing time but I, I don't know here are my impressions after having picked it up at Costco I had the Suerte Reposado in the past, and liked it. I thought, how bad could the Añejo be? And like uh, my usual M.O., I bought it at Costco because it was a buy. Unmistakable for its chunky typography. And the big gold folk art rabbit on the bottle. And it's really good. Super light on the tongue at the first. Then you get a quick liquor burn, but it comes and goes as quick as a desert rain. And then alongside that, fleeting sounds of caramel and fruit before evaporating off the tongue and saying, Hey, great unclean one. Would you like another? The answer is yes. There you go. Um, I don't know how you can go wrong. Really, really good drink for the dollar. Suerte and tequila. We're going to get into Game of the Week. Watch this. Game of the Week. In previous episodes and blog posts, I've been exploring my impressions and high-calorie burn attempts to learn 1066 Tears to Many Mothers, designed by Mr. Tristan Hall at Hall or Nothing Games, bought on the recommendation of a Twitter buddy who's going to be Up Here in a subsequent episode To tell us about more solo games Why solo games? It's just taken harder and longer than I thought To get a dependable game group together But that does not stop the show So I made another little buddy And the reason I brought up 1066 Because when I first read the rules And saw its similarities To Warhammer 40,000 Conquest I thought I'm going to knock this right down But boy Did it take me some doing to finally slog my way to my first instructive loss offered as partial contrast Tin Helm from Grey Gnome Games it's a small creator who made a small RPG style dungeon crawl adventure in a beautiful little tin box no larger than a a pack of cigarettes and I've been receptive to this kind of thing ever since More than a decade ago when I bought Space Hulk Death Angel card game on a whim. Not much larger than a big paperback. It was $20. What the hell? Still my favorite game to this day. And I've always been attuned to people that can put really fun, engaging experiences in small packages. And there's something psychically pleasing as your hand wraps around it and say There's a world in here. What's inside this world? Something that was far more accessible than I thought. In Tin Helm you play uh, as one of a combination of different characters or races in a fantasy setting and um I think for my learning game I was a merfolk. that's you know like a you know an aquatic fish person and uh, it, uh its specialty was they're an alchemist and I was like okay well, I'll just go with that and I and because the game is small the instructions are printed on a series of eight double-sided cards, and I just started doing what was on the steps. And without realizing it, I was in my first combat, just saying, the just steps just say, do this, now do this, now set up a dungeon card, now do the room, find the monster in the room. And I was playing it, which was refreshing, because as you know, the great unclean one is a drinker. And sometimes if I set up my big, torturous, clunky, solo games like, you know, Arkham Horror second edition, sometimes I just I lose my focus and I wake up and there's components everywhere and I found I got to maybe the third turn before I was able you know, I stopped being able to track this or manage that. And I gotta tell you, this one, even though on my first game in my first room, I ran into a monster called a Doom Skull and I don't think I did combat very wisely because it almost killed me. I limped into the next room with the worst monster, and I have a magic ring I think I can use to blow it off, but I need a little more training in it. But it's just a beautiful game to look at. And the world unpacks in a bunch of beautiful white-on-black uh, uh, cards that let you check your health and your energy and how much you know things you have to do stuff, a little loot deck, a little monster deck, little randomized room things, and Boom! You're crawling a dungeon Which is good Because sometimes I need simple And friendly and hell with it Let's do it again It's only 10.30 and I'm not slurring yet So congratulations Grey Gnome Games For making it Tin Helm It's a charming little creation I'm going to spend more time with it Next you're going to meet one of my Favorite comrades on Twitter At AvoidTheHanoid Because track of the week is here next relax and take a seat sit back and play the beats and blast it in your jeep it's the track of the week i'm ratchet in the streets talk trash to the geeks get smacked in the beat it's the track of the week track of the week so it january feels a little less cold and a little less lonely when one of your favorite deadpan humorists and all-around clever people on twitter in this case sweet unfiltered max you can find him at at avoid the Hanoid, h a n o i d um, welcome max how how you doing
1: i'm i'm doing fantastic yourself and that's not bullshit i'm really doing fantastic <laughs> I, i'm happy to be here
0: and we're happy to have you and i was especially excited to have you on for track of the week cuz we were what you and me were just bsing and we found out we both kind of had an ear and a taste for Pete rock remixes. And, um, Oh yeah. The, the, basically there, there's a series of songs in the, what I call the late golden age, you know, right around 91, 94, that, that bracket where somehow Pete rock would get handed a single off someone's album and up at his, I cannot, I have not heard a version where his remix was not better than the LP version by Miles.
1: Oh, neither have I. He's just incredible. I feel like he like is was overlooked at the time a little bit. Like he was out there, you know? But I feel like he was overlooked at the time. And then I think people tend to forget about him now. Like unless you're really into hip hop, like his, his work isn't going to... It's not going to... It's, it's going to find you, but it's not going... You know, you got to do a little bit of the legwork.
0: And I think it, it depends on what age you
1: are. Like, he's not, he's not talked to, he's kind of, he's like, right. He like, I mean, what was I going to say? He's like, like, he's not talked about as often as premier. And I think he should be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pre, uh, premier. Definitely. But, but I, uh, you know, but I think it was him and uh large professor and premier all worked on illmatic by nas and, and and I've at least at least we do follow different people because at least in my world Pete Rock is you know right up there on Mount Rushmore with the uh, with the other golden era guys but but I don't know about you I kind of discovered him you know in my own quasi Midwestern white boy ways which was buying this and that tape down at the damn store and you know and and getting Pete, Pete Mecca and the Soul Brother LP (laughs) when he was Pete Rock and Seal with uh, Seal Smooth right and you know those those two only cut two albums together but yeah years later then I I'd hear his Jump Around remix which is mind boggling and then I found out that you liked and I like also if you go to Spotify we have a mandatory one hundred Golden Era hip hops uh, hip hop tracks and it just happened to be that Max surfaced are number seventeen, which is his remix of Shut Him Down" by Public Enemy. Uh, basically, you know, it's just I think another instance of where his remix towered over the album original by so many stories, and um and, and the
1: the, the mood, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I've I've only listened to the original a couple times. the the, the remix is where to go. You know what? Um, we'd, we shouldn't have to sell it
0: too hard. Let's just hear the way he kicks this off. Hold it now. Oh.
1: Oh. Yeah. Come on, come on. I love the Pete Brock remix. Check it out. Oh. Yeah. Check so. it out.
0: Um, it's, it's, it's simultaneously for me, kind of soothing and anxiety inducing. (laughs) Oh yeah. And, and I, his snare sound and, and this is what I loved about Pete Rock is all his tracks, all his work around this time had this capaciousness, this incredible lush space and i i don't know what he was doing on that mix board i don't have the vocabulary to contend with it but um that's certainly <laughs> huge over that comparatively plotting public enemy beat that was on the original
1: right and it yeah, the aggression in it that's what that's what i meant to just it's way it sounds way more aggressive than the original Absolutely, i i guess yeah. during record during the recording of that album they had their mixes. They got lost their mixes. So uh they had to redo a bunch of their mixes for that album. What uh what album is that? Apocalypse ninety one, the enemy strikes uh, black. Ninety Apocalypse yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I guess they lost a bunch of their mixes. So I wonder if that was one of the ones where they had to redo the mixes and it wasn't, you know, as strong as the original was. Interesting. See that—that's a nugget I've never heard. Like I, I, on the on the Public Enemy album, it almost sounds like a throwaway track to me. You know? Agreed. But with that remix, it it comes out. But but, but to be fair, the P to
0: the E to the T E rock m- made every album original sound like a throwaway. <laughs> and 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 there's something else I noticed that, that went on. <laughs> And right. I don't know if you noticed this too, but in P- in Pete's version, he s- incredibly reduces uh, Flavor Flav's presence on the track. In the original, in the chorus, they have Flav on a track. He's going, shut him down, shut him, shut him down, chanting. I think Pete Rock more and more c- c- gets rid of that.
1: He c- yeah, I don't even, I don't think he's, is he not on that? He's not on the remix song at all. Like maybe a little bit of shut him down in the chorus. But as far as I can remember, just going off the
0: top. Yeah, there, I think there's some tiny snippet of Flav going out there that's kind of echoey. But it, but so, he doesn't have Flaves work on the chorus like the, like the original mm-hmm. did. And, you know, I can't really argue with the choice. And, of course, being the producer, he also inserts yeah. himself for a verse. And <laughs> say what you want about producers wearing their MC hat for the day. But... Pete Rock had a cool voice. Let's let's listen a little bit of it.
1: I'm right for respect. Check one hit the deck. Let the man of the hour commit the soul power. But once I got to say, shut him down on a regular. Cause a mass hysteria in your area. Kicking it for my man Chuck D.W.P.E. on the remix. Hunt hold the flicks. So check it. Before I step down when I'm in your town, you know I got to shut him down.
0: Now, would I ever say that? Pete rock had the best pen game. Nah, but he does have a cool voice and pretty silky delivery. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Um, he's got kind of, there's, there's that uh, really heavily processed sample, but, and, and, but he just kind of lays in it like it's a hammock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that's a great metaphor that I would never think to use. Um, I actually did not know that was Pete rock. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was him getting a guest bar. He, I didn't, I, 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 I did not know though. Yeah. He, he gives himself a, but I don't think I've ever read the credits for that song. Yeah, he so. gets, um,
0: he gives himself a guest spot at almost the same thing. He usually puts himself in right about the bridge. He did it on jump around too. chilling with the house of pain, bloodstains, yeah. the ground, oh, A <laughs> <I> jump around. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do what you want. And And you have to think that I don't know I don't know if if I were a producer that had you know was with an act that had a contract on a major hip hop label I'm I always wonder who makes the decision to say hey we're going to let Pete have at it because I know I'm, I'm about about to get shown up <laughs> do, do they swallow their ego, like, like, or, or, or was it like maybe some A and R or somebody else that says, you know, you don't own the rice, it's not your decision. We want Pete Rock to remix it, and that producer would just be mad all week, probably avoid the rest of the crew, just drinking at
1: home. I wonder if he held it over them like a cudgel, like I'll only let you guys have this incredible song if if I get to, if I get to star on it a little bit.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure that nobody. Nobody was there to gainsay you know, that decision. But th- there we go. So we were talking about with at Avoid the Hanoid, a.k.a. Sweet Unfiltered Max. Oh, by the way, Max, you were just at KFC recently because I, cause I yes. saw it on your feed. And I'm still tr- – you shared a picture of you with innumerable sporks they've given you for one famous bull – has this gelled at all in your head? Do you know why still they gave you that? There's about 15 in there total. You know what? They looked at you and saw a man with a good – good. it was the Jesus thing. They looked at you in the drive-thru and said, this man is going to go <laughs> down to the to the overpass, and he is going to throw open his famous bulb to the least of his brethren, and he's going to need a lot of sport.
1: That's my theory. <laughs> Um, man, I hogged that thing all to myself, that and two biscuits, and I still feel I'm going to be reckoning with throwing all that plastic for at least a couple more days. So it's going to be in my head because I just, I can't stand how much stuff, stuff you throw away and just all that plastic that they like, maybe morally they have to like, my morals are in question now, you know, and I just want to get a famous bull. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to go through it through hell. Well,
0: like Jesus, you are here to bear and cleanse the world of its plastic sins, my man.
1: <laughs> I hope so, man. I just want like uh like I, I don't ever use produce bags because I think that's an obscene amount of plastic that we use. Like if you're going to the register with four oranges and they're not in the bag, they're not in the produce bag, they give you weird looks. And I I really wanna change that dynamic i just want people to realize like the orange itself the wrapper is the bag yeah. skin is the bag yeah. bitches it grew its own <laughs> <laughs> Unless, yeah of course you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm
0: having i'm having company over and it's like brussels sprouts you know that i'll i'll I'll, t- I'll take the bag then
1: well they come on a stock and you like if you're walking around with a stock of brussels sprouts people think you're a barbarian and it looks great like people want to come up and talk to you. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll ring up the broccoli. You know, a tree of
0: broccoli by itself and shit. I'm not, right? Yeah, I don't need a bag for all that. Although you know, there is one thing. So for a while, I worked at a Safeway last year because I got so burnt out on marketing shit. I was like, I got to keep <laughs> some kind of money coming in. And if I if I have to take someone else's notes on a PowerPoint again, I'm gonna just press a forty four right to the roof of my mouth. So I ended up checking bags you know checking the uh, lanes at safeway and right, why not you know some of the people god bless them would bring their own bags except they put four or five different kinds of produce in the same bag which means i have to upend the bag and get them all because i can't just ring up bulk bananas and green beans and a coconut or whatever else you found all in one <laughs> bag god damn it anyway you know it, it's 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 a world of extremes what can i say
1: yeah man I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to get in my bag. high horse. S- same, same with, same with milk though. Like if you get a carton of milk, that's in a bag already. It's the carton. It's got a handle. It is the bag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. It, or uh, what's, what's, what's that? Uh, you reminded me of that. I heard uh self love by mock today for the first time in, He's like, well, oh, this is a great rhyme about seeking your own bag. And he goes, you and your health, you're your bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, uh, uh, it, it really is a, a beautiful and, and wise little rhyme. Yeah. That, uh, the JK, our podcast, spiritual advisor, turned me onto that one. But, um, anyway, listen tight to not only this, but future episodes because Max and, um, Dr. Lexa Prol are going to be back. We're going to we're we're going to do a funny ad for a sponsor we made up, but that's not tonight. However, I am glad dude that you made the time to come on and talk about the luscious triumph that is Pete Rock's remix of Shut 'em Down by Public Enemy.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. I'm uh I wish I were more eloquent about it cuz I think about music hell of a lot. And I usually have a lot to say about it, especially shit that I love um, this is a new format,
0: so I think you know it's it's all practice dude we can long tail the hell out of it and if you want to editorialize after the fact yeah you know post the post the episode five six times and tack new thoughts on every time <laughs> you can't you know yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to uh do in front of people's eyeballs this has been I can't believe I did this. Episode 50 of Breakup Gaming Society. I'm your host, the great unclean one here with at avoid the uh, avoid the Hanoid saying thank you for riding with us. We'll see you next time. May you fight long
1: and well. Can, can I have, can I have one more word? Uh, you're not drinking this episode. So if he tells you he's drinking, well, at least this recording, it is a lie.